Community Focus is a look at events, issues, and initiatives happening in and around the Brainerd Lakes area. Community Focus is produced by Hubbard Radio Brainerd and broadcast locally on 106.7 WJJY. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And our guest today is Baxter City Administrator Brad Shapoulis. Brad, welcome back to Community Focus. Thanks, Ken. It's always a pleasure to be here. And uh, uh, even though um, we're hoping spring comes, uh, <laughs> we know the, the other... <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> here, but winter just doesn't want to leave. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. Uh, but soon enough, uh, you'll have some big projects getting underway. As uh, actually I saw across all of Minnesota, there's a lot of projects this year. But the city of Baxter has a few... Uh, as well, don't you? Yes, absolutely. You know, as we joke around, there's only two seasons in the, in the state of Minnesota, <laughs> construction and winter. And unfortunately, uh, Mother Nature is going to allow it to be on a collision course later later this week. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we already have started construction season uh, with the continuation of Cypress Drive. Uh, last year, we did a lot of the work north of the railroad tracks. Now we begin the work on the south side of the railroad tracks. And Crews have showed, started to show up uh, earlier this week, and we'll continue to do work uh, through the end of July. And so we're going to start doing some little disruptions. Uh, first, uh, Industrial Park Road. I think signs have already gone up on the way over to the studio here. I mm-hmm. saw that there were detour signs already in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Industrial Park Road, the through, um, uh, not being able to utilize the through from um, 371 over to County Road 48, how we disrupt because Cypress Drive is in the middle of that. So that is closed right now and will be closed through May 8th, May 10th. And then uh, as we continue with the progress of Cypress Drive uh, and what the public will most likely notice is the closure of College Road, which is tentatively scheduled right now uh, from Mother's Day till 4th of July. Mm. Okay. Uh, and that'll be uh, closing College Road from where to where? From the 371? No, it would be from the point, uh, the closest intersection to the west, which I believe would be Dogwood. Okay. And then on the east side would be 48. Okay. Uh, and so uh, we'll have a detour route, which will be County Road 48. But uh, the reason for the almost six, seven week uh, closure is to complete the construction of a roundabout. So that will be a roundabout there uh, once completed. And uh, right around the time of the completion of that, we'll have some minor cleanup to do. And hopefully shortly after we open up the roundabout, we'll be able to officially dedicate Cypress Drive and have that open to the general public. Can't wait. <laughs> For those of us out here in the park, I think it's going to be nice to have that that open. Well, any any employee or employer, you know, right now in the industrial park has to utilize 371 mm-hmm. or veer over on County Road 48 to get up to Fort Street up to 210. Right. This will provide a direct access point. Yeah. To and from the employers and and for the employees uh, to the place of business and place of employment, and mm-hmm. yeah. as well as provide that direct connection to the two hundred and ten businesses and and businesses even further north without having to rely on three seventy one. Right, yeah. and well, obviously that'll help alleviate some of the traffic flow there, especially I think in the summer. There's been times when I come out of here and I think I got to make a stop at the grocery store or something, and I get out there and I go, oh no, why did I take this way? Yeah, but now there will be that different north south. A route. Yep. Well, our in, it's been the intention for 20 years is to create a, 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 a parallel corridor of 371 so that the locals would be able to utilize and not have to to take 371 to access those businesses. All right, locals, keep it on the DL, okay? <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. So um, we're, we're getting started. And like you say, uh, that'll take up a good chunk of the summer, though. Yeah, that'll take up a good chunk of the summer, uh, and we do have other uh, street improvement projects that we're, we'll, we will be working on. However, they're more localized, so a lot of the regional traffic using the main corridors in and out of town aren't going to see or be impacted by it, but we, we do have several uh, large projects going on. We have full-depth reclamation projects <clears throat> that include uh, Fairview Road from Inglewood to the Christian School, Mm-hmm. On the North Frontage Road, okay, uh, along 210, uh, Industrial Park Road gets an FDR once we're completed with the Cypress Drive project. Uh, it's a road that's lived well past its design expectancy, <laughs> and is in bad need of of repairs. And so we'll be doing that. Uh, Greenwood Road, which is just to the south in the residential area, just to the south of Industrial Park um, Road, as well as uh, improvements to Basswood. Um, and then the biggest one um, that people will see, and it's a project that we've been working on in conjunction with the school district, uh, improvements all around the new elementary school and, and yeah. Forest View Middle School. Oh, sure. So we're uh, hoping, we're working on final details in regards to the re- real estate transaction uh, so that the school district can move forward with their construction project. But in conjunction with that, there's a lot of infrastructure improvements mm-hmm. that need to be done in relationship to the building of the school. And so we're going to have a lot of construction uh, happening uh, over the summer and into the fall in, in that general area. The priority will be um, Knollwood Drive mm-hmm. from County Road 48 to Mapleton. So in front of the F- Forest View Middle School, we'll be doing an FDR project. Within conjunction, will be establishment of turn lanes into the Forest View Middle School. Oh. And Forest View Middle School, as as many people are aware, are going to have improvements done within their parking lot to yep. improve traffic flow for drop-off and pickups. Parents are going, yeah. <laughs> I have made that uh, circle of death, as many of the parents <laughs> call it, a few times in my life, picking up my granddaughter. And, uh, yeah, that's always an interesting time there uh, before and after school. And so – Yeah, uh, I'm of the same mindset. I have a daughter that goes to school there, had two last year, and so know completely Mm -hmm. and understand people's frustrations there. So we're hoping that these improvements will alleviate most of that. So uh, in conjunction with that, um, we will be doing uh, creating a new street called Jasperwood. That's north Mm -hmm. of Mapleton, Mm -hmm. uh, which would be the direct access to the new elementary school. Uh, with that, sewer and water extensions are, are needed, and so we'll be doing those infrastructure improvements to facilitate the school there. And then because of the increase in traffic between the two uh, schools, uh, we are, county is, is requesting improvements to Mapleton Road between Knollwood and Jasperwood. Okay. And so we'll be doing some improvements there, um, which include uh, many roundabouts, uh, same as big roundabouts, just a little bit smaller. Doesn't have the fancy designs in the center with a landscape area and things right. of that nature. But uh, we'll be doing many roundabouts at those two intersections on Mapleton as well. People are getting better about using them, though. Yeah. More practice, we're getting yeah. it. Well, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> 10 years ago, there wasn't very many roundabouts in all of Minnesota. And now you see a lot of them. 
they're kind of popping up everywhere. And uh, traffic studies continue to indicate these are extremely yeah. – they're much safer than a standard intersection, are they not? They are. Uh, there are studies to prove that the number of accidents per at an intersection ver- you know, with of a roundabout versus a lighted intersection are dramatically different. Uh, this isn't a new trend. Uh, roundabouts have been – around for centuries, but right. mostly over in Europe. It's, right. a, it's a late coming tra- uh, Just took us a minute. That to method of construction. <laughs> a method of construction that, you know, we in the United States are, are starting to gravitate towards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very much so. And also, it's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it helps keep the traffic flow moving, does it yeah, not? Absolutely. And think about the carbon footprint as well. You're not stopping and idling in car Mm-hmm. Just sitting there in the idle for forty, you know, thirty seconds, forty-five seconds, depending on how long the light signal is. Right uh, there, you just m- merge right in and continue to go on, and uh, and so it's and it, it's good for a lot of things and yeah. time, safety, as well as the environment. It seems like too when you enter a roundabout, your awareness is a little more heightened to what's coming around. I mean, you know, instead of an intersection where if, if you look down for a second, you miss the light, or you know. It just seems like when you approach those, it's like, okay, i got to really engage here. How am I going to do this to go yeah. with the flow? So, Yeah, yeah so, absolutely. You know. And so right now, you know, the school district uh, infrastructure improvements, you know, we're anticipating to start right after the 4th of July okay. and being completed before, uh, well, November 1st, you know, the end of the construction season. Sure. As well as the other uh, FDR projects that we have planned for 19 uh, we're anticipating to start in June and be completed by September. Okay. Wow. All right. And biz, knock biz. on wood, and that's all dependent upon weather. I was yeah. just going to say the same thing. Yeah. We, we Exhibit A Thursday. are dependent <laughs> on the weather. Amazing. <laughs> all right. Uh, Brad, last time you were here, we were talking, too, about uh, um, a bridge of some sort, a pedestrian or possible bicycle. Has that uh, any progress on that since last we chatted? Yes. Um, As uh, Community Development Director Doty and I talked about the last time we were here, uh, the city is in the middle of a planning process or a study process that uh, is intended to do two things. One, create uh, an identify or create a complete streets policy, which would inform us as to what improvements need to be done within the right-of-ways for alternative modes of transportation, bicyclists, pedestrians, walking, things of that nature. The second part of that study is to identify a general location of a pedestrian bridge uh, that would move the residents from the west side of 371 to the east side of 371 without having to interfere with the traffic along 371. And so uh, we continue to move forward on that. We had a second focus group here a few weeks ago, and we're on target to uh, releasing that, I believe, end of May, first part of June. Okay. Hmm. All right. Very interesting. All right. Let's talk, and I'm going to put this out there, and I know you talked to uh, our local paper about this issue when the Olive Garden closed, and everyone's like, oh, what happened? What's going on? What's the city's take on, on what, what happened there? <laughs> uh, it, it is... Very concise. It's a mm-hmm. it's a business decision. Yep. Uh, a, a local business in this particular case, a, a national chain who had determined that um, it couldn't be successful in this market. It's a market share driven right. decision, and um, I don't believe that as a reflection of 
the no. market itself. No. <laughs> uh, it's more towards profit and losses directly related to a business and not meeting that threshold for a period of time and sure. making that decision to, to close the doors. Unfortunately, we are saddened by the fact that there's one less option, but we sure. do have plenty of options in the region and in particularly in Baxter for absolutely we do for your dining experience so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and as with any business once a building is vacated and they're gone um, usually someone is trying to usually someone's trying to then find uh, new tenants for those buildings or purchasers is that usually the case yes yeah, dependent upon if they're a lease or a leasee or an owner of the of the property and right. I believe in the particular case of Olive Garden they're an owner so you know, they will be working with a real estate listing okay. company and, and putting that property for sale. Um, and you know, we have organizations such as Bladeac and, and other um, partners that will be marketing that property for businesses that are looking to get into the restaurant sure. business. So yeah. Any other uh, business updates we should be aware of or major projects that are on the horizon? Um, Obviously, you know, we're in the planning stages of several private sector developments that are, are in the early stages and aren't able, we're not able to talk about. Uh, but there is a, a project that we're excited about in City Hall. Uh, and I know that there are other agencies that are excited. As we refer to it as the Whiskey Creek Water Quality Project. Oh, um, yeah. The Whiskey Creek is a tributary that, uh, that flows into the Mississippi River that... Essentially, there's 400 acres along 371 north of 210, primarily, uh, you know, just north of Wida, down to 210. It's about 400 acres of mostly developed property that developed before stormwater regulations were adopted by the state of Minnesota. Mm. So there are no pretreatments of, you know, your coolants, your oils, sand, salt, mm-hmm. thing, you know, pop can cigarette. Yep. filters, right. things of that nature, yep. uh, for it to be collected before it gets into a groundwater system and ultimately into creeks and tributaries. And so um, we're excited about this. This is a, a project that was identified in a study that was done by the Mississippi Headwaters Board along with several other state agent and local agencies mm-hmm. uh, that identified that a regional stormwater system to be located on the south end of the former golf course property okay. uh, would be able to eliminate or or I shouldn't say eliminate but to to collect and prevent the discharge of over 200 pounds of phosphorus from en- annually as well as 100,000 pounds of total solids or total suspended solids mm. from entering into the Mississippi River mm. annually yeah annually and wow. so uh, for the last you know, 18 months, uh, I've been working with the owner of the former golf course property, which is yeah. Good Samaritan. Yeah. And we're, we're excited and thankful that they were willing to work with us to uh, enter into a purchase agreement with the city of Baxter to acquire the southern 13 acres of the golf course property for this project. Um, we are collaborating with the Mississippi Headwaters Board to seek uh, state grant uh, to help us with the cost of that is estimated at about $1.5 million. Mm. And uh, with the hope or desire that, or the hope that we will be able to acquire the property at the end of the year and start construction in 2020. Mm. Very interesting. Wow. Uh, 
Uh, I'm trying to think because that creek uh, then also actually eventually goes under Riverside Drive and into the Mississippi. Is that where I'm thinking? Correct. Yeah. Correct. And, you know, the Whiskey Creek would start at the very southeast corner of the golf course. Right. And meander its way uh, from that along Excelsior Road through the Arb yeah. and then behind Essentia Sports Center. Riverside right. Drive and entering into the Mississippi. Into that there. swampy area, and then yep. it enters the Mississippi. So, part of that property on Brainerd is is the city of Brainerd or the county? Anybody? Any other entities involved in this project? Or at this point, is it strictly the city of Baxter? Um, the city of Baxter has taken the lead. As I indicated, we're collaborating with many agencies. Uh, the Mississippi Headwaters Board, in particular, we're partnering them on applications right. to the state. Uh, we do have uh, letters of support from the Northland Arboretum from the city of Brainerd, the Crowing uh, Highway Department, as well as the MPCA and the Department of Transportation. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, and you said uh, how long will it uh, before you will be done with this project? Is there kind of a end date for it at this point? Well, I mean, the construction will take of the of the lake itself and the infrastructure will be a, a year, but then you've got to restore the native plantings and things like that. Will mm-hmm. take a little bit longer. Um, but the structure itself, uh, we're anticipating to construct in 2020. Funding dependent. Weather dependent. No, funding <laughs> in this case, funding dependent. This is funding dependent. Yeah. That's right. Funding. All right. Well, very interesting. We'll watch that with great interest yeah. as that project uh, uh, continues. Yeah. Excellent. Brad, we're out of time. We always appreciate you coming by to talk about uh, what's going on in the city of Baxter, yeah. and we'll look forward to seeing you again next month. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, yes, Tess. Thank you. Our guest today, Baxter City Administrator Brad Shapoulis. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. And don't forget, Community Focus is available anytime on our website at 1067wjjy.com.